Hello, hello. We're back again. Hello, Meg. Good afternoon. Hi. And it's just us today. Let's back to we're just us. We'll do every second. We'll be a guest one. I'm really enjoying the interviews that we've yes, done. Yes, I know. I have to say, though, as up as I felt during it, I was a bit tired afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Especially as that was opposite. one. That was a Thursday, so it was our evening live with our current yes. non-diet way group as well it was a big day it was, it was a, a big day. day but i'm looking forward so, to the other conversations coming out yeah that's great what who who's going first i might ask you what's the best thing you ate this week well that's a good question i should have thought about this <laughs> well you know what one of them was that i'm not sure if it was the best thing i ate but the context so Oh, yeah, because that could be everything. Totally. So as you know, we had a bit of a chicken sadness with the chickens being attacked yes. um, a week or so ago. Um, and so on Friday night I'd planned to make um, the recipe to eat rainbow quinoa salad with a really nice creamy mm-hmm. dressing, looks really delicious. We're going to have it with some salmon. I don't know what I was going to do on the side. I can't remember. Um, but Can you just, can I just point out? Yes. What a dietitian thing you just said. I know. The but... salmon was on the side. The salad <laughs> was the main event. I know, right? Not how people often <laughs> talk about that. This is Protein's a Protein's often point. the main event. Interesting. Um, look, and the salad was amazing. Anyway. I didn't make it on the Friday night. I ended up making it for lunch on the Sunday, Saturday, I think. Um, and it was delicious. Look, I'm not a massive quinoa fan. I think I would have preferred it with the quinoa on the side or brown rice right. or, yes. rice or yeah. bread and just kept yep. it more like a slaw. The actual flavours in the salad were amazing. Yeah. But I just, I just don't think quinoa is a nice texture. I it's don't mind and a quinoa bit and a bit. with brown rice. Right. Maybe like mixed in. sort of three-quarter, quarter rice to quinoa yes. is. Yeah, maybe I'll do that next time. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't the salad, but I'm sure it would have been delicious. But here's what happened. We'd had our self-care podcast recording chat yes. so yeah. that was sort of in my mind about expectations and we got home oh if anyone's eating just like pause finish what you're eating and then come back or if you're really squeamish about wounds and stuff just like mm-hmm. skippy skip skip for a few for a minute sorry Susan you have to listen to this um, <laughs> so we had discovered in our chicken's little wound because we've now got um, our injured chicken in like a little box in the laundry. We're kind of keeping oh, her quiet and calm I and can where this from is her going. <laughs> sisters. And we did notice that her wound had got fly strike or some maggots. Ew, uh... ew, ew, ew. And so I was Google, 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 what do you do for this? Like, um, and discovered a few things. One thing is you need to give your chicken a bath. <laughs> Self-care. <laughs> okay. Pick the maggots off and de- disinfect and all this stuff, which I'm not like right. I'm not particularly squeamish, but I don't want to be doing this. This is not no, why I became a chicken. No, no, no. But I really feel like I'm a genuine chicken mum now because yes, I legit bathed, bathed the chicken in the laundry sink. Um, dealt with the maggot. Did the uh, chicken situation enjoy the bath? I is this like a? He did because the, the blog. Yeah, it was, it was a bubble bath. The blog that I was reading about it says most of the flap up the first bit, then they quite enjoy it, and she really did relax. That's um, and I had amazing. to keep kind of dunking and then lifting up and picking up some maggots because they come up for air and then dunking again. And she was quite, she was very calm. And then I wrapped her up a little bit in a towel, and they say you have to blow dry them. So I got my hair dryer. 
<laughs> wrapped in a towel and I'm blow drying from a distance. Chicken you don't want to be too bar. hot. You don't want to fry your chicken. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, she fell asleep. Oh, well, my I was like, it was the sweetest thing because we're not cuddly with our chickens. Like they're in the backyard, they just lay the eggs, and we like them, and they're very cute. But I don't want to really pick them up that often. I'm, I'm not cuddly with them. Yeah. But it was so she fell asleep. Um, and so, but anyway, after bathing a chicken, dealing with maggots, and blow drying a chicken, believe it or not, didn't really have it in me to cook. Well, <laughs> I was oddly, a little bit enough. done. Oddly I was exhausted. Enough. Um, and my husband had a recommendation from friends about a pizza place not too far from us. So he's on a pizza and it was oh. like sort of a prosciutto and rocket one and one that had, yeah, um, no. I can't remember what the other one was, lamb and like a yogurt sauce. And yeah, and it was just like, oh, I haven't had like good pizza in a really long yes. time Yeah, and I didn't have to cook it and I was really oh. exhausted and it was just, it was just perfect. Um oh. And so far, Greg is surviving. Pizza. There's no more evidence of maggot problems. And Excellent. after we recording here, I'm driving to Lane Cove to pick up a coop because she needs Excellent. to go outside again, but she can't go with her sisters. A rehab coop. In the wound. So we're going to have a side-by-side yeah. -side rehab coop. And uh, hopefully that's the last time I have to bath a chicken. <laughs> so weird. I'll, put, I'll send you some photos so you can put photos of me going, ah. Bathing a chicken. I'm bathing really a chicken. Good. Who have I become? Who have I become? Well, my dogs have just walked into the, in through the front door and left it wide open because they just don't, they don't shut the door behind outside, them. Yeah, I know. Very oh, annoying. Do you want to go and close it? We can pause. I will close it if that's okay. Can we pause? I mean, I can yeah. probably keep talking because. Oh, yeah, because you've got your earbuds in. I've got okay, Well, you can tell me. Um, I so... can hear you. You oh, can tell so, me what was the best thing you ate this week. I hope it was more the, interesting than pizza. My pizza oh, was great, well, but it's not I interesting. Well, I tell you, I could say pizza, but since you <laughs> said pizza, I won't. I had a lovely, I'm going to give the pizza an honourable munchin. Okay, yeah. Because it was quite incredible. It was, I had a lovely weekend away with three friends. Something quite nice. like holidaying with three mums. It's very relaxing, I have to say. Um, and we went to Cupid's Winery down near Ulladulla on the oh, south lovely. coast of New South yeah. Wales. And one of the things that we got was a mushroom pizza. So it was local oh. mushrooms. Oh, There's a bit of um, truffle oil in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think probably some rosemary. Oh, my gosh. Rosemary maybe good. the pizza dough was incredible. I didn't exactly did not have to cook it and I was totally relaxed <laughs> and it was just perfect. Absolutely beautiful. It was really delicious and I will probably spend the rest of my life trying to recreate that because it was so <laughs> nice. And I have a mushrooms mushroom... go really well with like Swiss cheese. Like yeah, that sort of um yeah. earthy woodiness. Yep. I reckon it's a good combo as well with some so rosemary. Nice. Yeah. So nice. However, I think the best thing I actually ate, oh, it's a really close tie, was a chicken and leek pie oh, at yum. this bakery in Milton also, delightful Fantastic. little coastal country town. This pie was just yeah. so good. So good. The chicken. Oh, good sorry. pastry. Good chicken. Very great. Yeah, look, I'll be honest, I have not eaten chicken a for a while and I, it was going to yeah, be a while before yeah, I'm yeah. back on chicken. But I'm very happy yes. for other people yes, to eat yes. chicken. 
Well, I was trying to work out what, what made it so good. The sauce was amazing. Like it was thick enough not to be like running all over the plate, but mm-hmm. not so like, oh, they've thickened this with oh, cornflower corn flour, glue. Picky, it gunny. wasn't like that. Yeah. And I think it probably had some like white wine in it. So it had that mm-hmm. slightly, slightly acidic, um, just tang in there. And Yum. the chicken was really good chicken. And the pastry was great. And it had, you know, like oh, you have good. to have on your chicken pie, sesame seeds. That's how you identify it. Friends, one of my friends, well, two of them ordered the chunky beef and accidentally ended up with lentil and vegetables. So, oh, they, that's a shock. Sad. Yeah, that was a bit sad. Because um, lentil and vegetable can be delicious, but if you expect Yeah, but not if you're pepper. expecting chunky beef, <laughs> yes. So, um, so, yeah, it was this just delicious pie. Yeah. So, was that on, in transit, was it, on the way? Or was that well, not, well, not, can I tell you, like we left but pretty pretty early on the Friday morning, got to Berry, had lunch in Berry, probably I'll drag up a couple of those options and fake that they were my best things that I ate on another <laughs> week because I just want to talk about them. They were so good. And then we just did a really lovely like cheese plattery type of, um, we bought a whole lot of stuff in this really nice deli. And that, so that was dinner that night. Yeah, nice, like a plan. And the next kind of night, thing. actually. It's great. And then the following Perfect. day, like we had a bit of a late start and then it was like the pie was sort of brunch. Yeah, And nice. then lunch yeah. was late and it was, oh, it was so good. That's the thing, when you go away with just I other mums and no kids, there's yeah. like and I, did, and I felt horrible, like a horrible, horrible human yesterday because I was so grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> re-entry is I have no fun. right to be grumpy because I just had the most <laughs> lovely relaxing weekend away but I have to say I was a bit grumpy so I was grumpy this morning to it's the fine. family <laughs> we all have <laughs> grumpy days we do so this week we're probably oh, we're probably talking about something that makes us a little bit grumpy anyway <laughs> often often we try to consider we try to see the optimistic side of things, but yes. at times it's more difficult yes. than others. Yeah. So I think it's probably something that we have seen probably fairly commonly in our clients that we work with, especially, um, I was going to say, especially probably some of our um, female clients mm-hmm. growing up as, in, in, as daughters in households in the 70s, 80s and 90s. And, of course, here comes another dog through my front door, so I'm just going to keep talking. (laughs) Um, And they've received messages from a very, very early age of Mm -hmm. the absolute importance of the... Oh, hang on, your sound's gone very weird. I might wait for you to come back. Um, Am I back? You just sounded like a zombie. You're back. (laughs) that's not good. Jeez, oh, good not a professional podcaster. No, <laughs> you need a studio. Um, but yeah, it's really common where people will grow up having got like quite relentless messaging from a parent or both parents um, about the, I guess, weight, shape, and size of their body. And maybe in the context of that parent or both parents having their own, um, I guess, negative relationship with their body so Mm. um coming to adulthood with like lots of dieting on board but obviously I think to the experience of 
maybe love being conditional actually instead of the unconditional love, which may not have ever been the intention of that parent. Um, oh, I think it's very, it's not, it's very not intentional. It's, oh, and I gosh, think it's no. when people are unable to separate health and well-being from a certain mm-hmm. body size, if yeah. they think the yeah. only way to access health and well-being, good relationships, yes. blah, blah, is yeah. through a particular body size yeah. and they want all those things for their child. Yes. Um, they're doing what feels like the yes. right thing. And, and for a lot, I have a lot of compassion to an extent. I think once yeah. they've been told by said child, probably in their 20s or 30s, yes. hey, mom, hey, dad, that really doesn't help me look after myself. That actually makes me feel like mm-hmm. crap. Mm-hmm. At that point, I would love to see more, less defensiveness oh, and more learning. I'm shocked. And- <laughs> I'm so sorry. I will never do that again. Yes. And I'm sure that does happen. Then yes. we don't end up seeing. That's right. <laughs> That's correct. Yes. So certainly there are people who have a weekly conversation with a parent and it's the inquiry starts with how's your weight going? Yeah. Which I just cannot imagine. I can't imagine like as my, Be- when my kids were adults that at all being something that was ever on my mind. The most no matter what happens thing. to their bodies from now. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Particularly yes. if it's not sig- if there was massive change down, I might be like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, definitely. But I'm imagining the person you're talking about, their weight might be fairly consistent week to week yeah, to week yeah, to yeah, week. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you think that yeah. comes from like people who've been at Weight Watchers and like weighing in every week, and so therefore thinking that like 300 grams here or there is significant and possibly, possibly, um, yes, and. and the interesting thing as well, I think, is often the complete um, disregard of any other signs of the person having their life together or not, mm. you know, that they might have a like a really, like they might be really highly regarded at work and they've got a really successful career and they, you know, you know own a home or they're paying off a home or something or they've got a child who's, who's um you know being really well taken care of by them and you know like the the total like none of that seems to indicate that life is good or conversely you know if if you know if they are the thinner child that they've you know quit multiple jobs and their kids hate (laughs) them or hate each other and you know that they've you know just they've, they've got some substance stuff going on like none of yeah. none of that matters because they're yeah they're the I remember one. years and years and years ago this beautiful beautiful client I had um who was in a large body and I think her sister had had um some sort of bariatric surgery and um had lost a lot of weight but was really unwell like couldn't look after her own children mm. and so my client was kind of going over to help um yeah because this look after her kids this couldn't work um and yet uh, you know family gathers and christmas like oh why don't you do that <laughs> or yeah or, she's doing so well i think so she must be so yes. healthy and she yes, couldn't exercise yes. whereas my client was i don't know kind of what she loved i think it was boxing it was like would go like a few times a week uh-huh. um she was really like engaging yes. in this one like she was her mental health was good her family social relationships was good her confidence like she was in a really good place flourishing um, flourishing yep not perfect but flourishing and this was really quite debilitated like and really mm-hmm. quite unwell um, yep. on a number of different levels and yet 
the narrative was yeah. that's better than that or that's that's I love good. how you said there too flourishing not perfect because I think when you're the 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 core of your being sort of knows like an in inverted commas that like because you just learnt this from like probably before mm. you could talk that mm-hmm. thinness is what you should be aiming for and you know that there's some sort of you know, lacking something lacking um how how hard that is to completely set aside oh, later totally. on Especially as an adult once you're back in those just family dynamics I know even oh yes that's it's not right. about weight stuff but just when you go back to your family of origin yes um, and stuff that was just totally normal for you, but though your partner's there and they kind of looking at it from an outsider's view and they just go, what, what happens what? when you guys all get together? Why are we suddenly in these really weird eldest child, youngest child? <laughs> don't so know what, what happens yeah. to you when you're all yeah, together? Yeah, yeah. Um, or, um, a... <laughs> what is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> I was being kind of it, yeah, there's a bit of that. Um, or like, hang on, what? <laughs> doesn't make sense like and you know why do you like you know, if I'm talking about my own situation it'll be like you know Dan knows something going why do you let that happen like in that context yes. that you would just yes. never you, you know let context. me get away with that <laughs> yeah that's right I'm just like <laughs> you know just neural pathways automatic things patterns yes. habits yeah um yes so I think particularly when people go back to family even if they have a real steadiness in their own stuff around yeah. weight, shape, non-diet, yep, health, all that sort of stuff. That's that can be really where it's going to be most shaky, yeah, most yeah, just definitely. most poked, just most sort of yeah. Those those tender spots are much more on the surface, I suppose. Um, but the, the other the other thing, like you know, we're coming back to that beginning part of the the child being on the receiving end of you know, what might feel like helpful advice for the parent but what might then feel like judgment, criticism for the yeah. child and their experience within that um, dynamic of maybe never being good enough or having to be a hyper alert or hyper aware or the way adults talk about their body or their experience of eating is really different to the, their own mm. internal awareness, just how unsteady that um that can make you throughout throughout your life and then you know if you're coming into becoming a parent yourself or you are a parent and then you know maybe adolescence starts to hit in the home all of that stuff can be just so um I guess triggering perhaps to to manage like how do I you know if I've got an inkling myself of oh I don't want to say anything because I know that was awful I hated it but I don't know what to do or yeah it makes me it reminds me of um there was an episode oh this is years ago but I'll try to dig it up there was an episode of Julie Duffy Dillon's podcast um where so the format of her podcast was that someone would write a letter in Places right. to food, dear food. Dear food. Um, then they'd talk about the issues and then food would kind of write to them, write, write back mm-hmm. to them. Um, and there was one of them, the letters was, you know, I'm really worried. I don't want my daughter to be fat like me, I think was the name of the episode. Yeah, I'll dig it up. yeah. Um, yep. 
because our world is cruel to people in larger bodies um, and I really want to protect it from that. And that comes back to that generous assumption about intention yes. from parents. Yep. But yep. we hear again and 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 again, again. Um, that that's not how it was taken. Yeah. And in the research from people, they, they usually end up feeling worse about their bodies. Um mm-hmm then that often leads to a withdrawal from life-affirming activities or mm-hmm. worse or, or developing some maladaptive yes. eating behaviour, yeah. withdrawing from sport or mm, Things that we know are actually great for self-esteem, great for self-worth, but also great for like physical health. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it ends up being not just ineffective but actually counterproductive mm-hmm. um, and potentially harmful for yes. the very thing you're trying to, in inverted commas, fix or prevent mm-hmm. and <laughs> yep. it can potentially fracture the relationship or make it just not feel yes. unconditional. Like I think the, what I think I'm trying to say is we just have to be so careful that our kids know that we love them the same exactly. regardless of what happens to their body yes 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 as they are right now and how they may well ever be yes yeah. that it's not yeah. a factor in when we're deciding whether we love mm. and value them mm. um, yeah all. yeah yeah because sometimes it's not just words is it too like I've certainly experienced um I've I've heard people talk about like and they feel it right you know in their 50s and 60s that they got a different thing in their lunchbox mm. and their thin sibling did and you're like Oh, that's raw yeah. still. Yeah. Oh, and I've heard about um, it's awful someone who wasn't, and this might have also been an access to fashionable clothing, oh, um, but yeah. large body wasn't sort of given the same um, freedom with what they wore than okay. a thinner sibling yeah, yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that you know that misfire really the intent for protection, hopefully. Mm. Um, but the how it lands is no. There's something wrong with me. Yeah, that's right. Something wrong with me is how it lands. That's right. Unfortunately, yes. And so then, you know, like that doesn't just magically disappear because you learn about another way of like being with food or being with your body. Like it takes like quite a bit of um, oh, so much therapy, and it can even take a lot of bit of work work even when so many other things in your life are are countering it so if you've got you know a beautiful partner who is so clear and obvious that they love you no matter what your body does and Mm -hmm. you've got kids who don't care at all at all at all um like even if you've got all of those messages Mm. also actually helping it's sometimes not enough Um, yeah and the types of therapies too I think it's often not talking therapy because you know or it's not just talking therapy that that works for people um it can be those things like um EMDR and neurofeedback and those sort of stuff that gets Mm. into that like actually changing the way things work rewire I know I know (laughs) I find that thing I, I find that so fascinating um I think too about how how do we how do we then change our own households as adults for our children while we're like managing that stuff ourselves. Um, I mean, short of just don't say anything. (laughs) Well, there is, and I think we say this a lot. You know, there is an element of 
fake it till you make it and or just say nothing Definitely. rather than the negative comments yes. or yes, yes. all of that sort of stuff. And I think parents yeah. are doing that all the time. Like it's not about like, you know, yeah. even if we're going through our own hard stuff. We won't necessarily be showing all that with kids, even if it's unrelated to body. Yeah, because oh. it's not developmentally appropriate. Exactly. Exactly. They're not our um, little counsellors. They're not our little counsellors. So I think that's um, it's fine to feel a bit performative yes. for your kids. The other thing I was just thinking about too, like this is not just, you know, someone's perceived experience. This is actually, this experience is backed by research, isn't it? You read that study of mothers and sisters and yes this little triad thing that can form which we like to put a bit of a positive spin on it oh look this has found that this can be really negative therefore very likely can be quite positive um so yeah there's a study that looked at um body talk in particular in the home um and attitudes to bodies and then leading on to development of eating disorder behaviors um and it was there was really really strong links with um increased body dissatisfaction conversation about body talk Mm. um uh increase i'm trying to think of the i should have pulled it up to think of how they actually phrased it but it was basically you know there's actually a high holding things as a high value holding um, appearance as a high value Mm -hmm. and doing a lot of appearance-based commentary um was quite directly um unfortunately linked with maladaptive eating um, and development of eating disorders and very poor body image if it was sort of seen as a yeah, as a really high value yeah home yeah because you think about too like just being like how preoccupied how preoccupied you could be like how much time that then maybe sort of takes up in your thinking but also in your yes. actions yeah, you know, so well, then body comments in general will do that. So yeah, you know, even if they're meant yeah. as a as a compliment, if you're just sort of in your going about your day, and you know, doing that whole living from the behind your eyes, yeah. and then someone says, "Oh, I like your hair," or "Oh, have you lost weight?" or "Oh, mm. I don't like that skirt." You're immediately outside of your yeah. own yeah. eyes, yeah, um, and seeing yourself from the outside. Yeah. And so, if that's happening a lot. You're yeah. going to practice being outside. That's right. <laughs> um, I mean, no selfies are doing that to us, getting us yeah. outside um, yeah. and Zoom. That's why I always have, you know, hide my, what's it called? I don't know what the set, setting on is Zoom where you hide self-view. Like I don't need to see what I look like while I am talking. Yes, yes. Um, that's In unnatural. Reverse. <laughs> In reverse. Yeah, totally don't need it. Um, so there's a lot of things that pull us outside of. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we're just so naturally critical. And so yes. we, if we if we keep yeah. getting pulled out of our of behind our eyes to think about our appearance from yeah. when we're really little by comments, even if they're meant as you're so beautiful, that's such a pretty dress. Yeah. Okay, done your hair. Right. Even if, it, if it's just constantly yeah. visual appearance-based commentary, yeah. the the reality is it's going to be pulling kids. Yes. Do you think about what view. does develop? Um, our sense of confidence and competence, it's experiences and interactions and, you know, trying something that's hard and succeeding or failing but learning and then trying again and succeeding. And, you know, if the highest level of importance is on appearance, well, often you're going to get dirty, you're going to get messy, you might get a cut, you, you know, like you'll rip the dress or 
whatever it might be. And so those, not only is it there's an inordinate amount of time um, spent thinking and, and, and being external to yourself, but you're also not building up the experiences that might actually start telling you that your body is trustworthy and it's fine and you can do awesome things with it. So there's like a, almost like a double negative going on. And so much often, so much of our sort of appearance stuff is is actually outside of our control. So much. Yeah. Yeah. I can't make myself have bigger eyes or be taller or straight hair or it's just, I mean, I could probably do straight hair. You could straight hair, maybe. But the other two, no. be a lot of effort and cost a lot. Can you be bothered? Um, no, no. But I think also I remember, um, you know, quite uh, like one of my, well, all my kids actually are quite bright um, mm-hmm. and how we what we have to work so hard. And I don't know how well we did um, in general with particularly my eldest, who everywhere he went, people were like, oh, you're reading, you're so smart. Oh, you can do yeah, this, you're so smart, yeah, you're so smart, yeah, you're, so smart. Yeah. you're so smart, you're so smart. Um, and if that's what they believe, potentially they get to a challenge and they're like, oh, I can't do this. Am I, well, am I still okay? There is research about that, isn't it? That it's so much better for children to be, you know, notice how hard you tried. Yes, or absolutely. when I, you saw that was difficult and you Process sat down and you really thought, that yeah, that's outcome. right. Yeah, because smart is a bit like beauty. It's mm-hmm. a bit ephemeral and it. Well, mm-hmm. how do I do more of that? Yes. What is it anyway? I don't know how to do yeah. that. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so that's going to sort of and like it's not particularly useful of its own. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like you right. can be super smart and have no emotional intelligence, or you yeah. can be super smart and just just be not a good, yeah. not a nice person. That's and really, right, isn't um, that useful? Like being yeah. beautiful, but kind of awful. Yeah, you know, like um, like in little athletics, like so. One of my kids is pretty decent runner but my oldest daughter was also um into it well they've all actually gone through it but there's very big thing about personal best so did you get a pb Mm. and so like some kids are always going to be the fastest they're just going to be and so if it's all about winning well they're just always going to win but are you actually doing better than you did last time and I, I, i remember just the sort of probably the first season when like you know 12 years ago grace was little and doing it. i was like oh this is great yeah it's outside of that comparison yeah. to each other factor yeah 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 so and some children will never win ever yeah. no matter how hard they try <laughs> if i was a little a's i wasn't winning anything with jumping uh, or sp- no <laughs> distance no. or whatever I- I do not understand high jump. I cannot get my head around it. But anyway, other people do, and that's great. Um, but yeah, and I think, I think we that... also. This is probably a topic for a different day. Um, being care- almost careful with always having to get better. Though this oh, is definitely a different true. topic. A hundred percent. Because it is going to get a time where you're not getting faster, um, and it um, might be just for yeah. a season. In like, yep, definitely from yep. girls in this adolescent place, there might oh, be a time where you're not, yeah. and then you yeah. will again once you get through yeah. that if you manage to fuel well yes. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a different topic. We'll come back to that. Yeah. I'm going to write that down that's, as a potential. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I, you know, like I think, I mean, our culture is very big on like best. Like you look at our like cooking shows and mm-hmm. our, you know, singing, performing shows and stuff like that. And you're like, does it actually take some of the joy out yeah. of that? And they're always that's... having to get better. I remember being so annoyed um, with the whole idea. So I 
wear a when I'm running I wear a fitness watch um and it sort of tells you if you're being productive or unproductive oh wow Um, yeah I ignore that most of the time how do you measure not feeling murderous (laughs) yes but I was just like this idea hang on a minute does it genuinely think that I should always be increasing my load because to get the next level you need to increase your load Mm. um at what point point is this just enough because it's meeting my mental health my physical health my social goals that I don't actually have to constantly be getting faster I don't have to constantly be getting better and getting a um you know a higher vo2 max and my the cost benefit you know like what is the cost the what do they call the opportunity cost Mm. what am I not doing if I'm spending time doing that yeah all that stuff and is that what I wanted to get out of this anyway yeah. So I guess that's sort of very different topic. Everybody. I know, I was welcome, say, to our, <laughs> welcome to our meandering brain. conversation. But no, I can bring it back. I love it. Go listen. ahead. Um, that idea, what is the intent to start with in talking or, you know, talking mm. about bodies and thinness and weight? Like if it is about, you know, protection and having a good life and, you know, that's, did I bring it back? I feel like I did. Let's just well, say, no, I think let's just say I did. But yeah. I wonder what popped into my mind as you were talking then, and I can't remember if this was um one of the conversations we had with somebody, which might be yet to come out. Um, that idea of there is no there there. There is no there there. That oh, you yes. can kind of get to best. Tim Minchin talked about it on the yes, um, on the imperfect. And I think he did, yes. Um, yes. and just that idea of just being really careful that we don't always think that there is somewhere else. Yes, in the future, that we, yeah, that we that, think about the right now, and yeah. so I'm bring, I'm got it, I'm bringing it back. So oh, with yes. our kids, if we think that they're going to arrive somewhere because of a particular body size, yeah. and we're sort of thinking that right now they haven't arrived, but mm-hmm. actually there is no there there. Like you That's can get right. the perfect body and the goalposts shift immediately because um, that's just invariably yeah. what happens um and so being really careful that we're not actually setting like we're forgetting yeah. to live now we're forgetting our kids we're are actually sacrificing their now. two-year-old life their three-year-old life their four-year-old mm-hmm. life for their 25-year-old life yes yeah absolutely so I don't know if I brought it back but I reckon we got oh, close. Be close enough so what do we do what do we do in a home if we've got some stuff we've learned some really yucky stuff maybe and we don't want to you know repeat we want to break that cycle so there's definitely the maybe just zip yeah um but what about learning i suppose maybe some phrases as well is you know like I, you know, I rather than I guess de- defaulting to the alternative, which is, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful, you're so amazing, mm. you're so fantastic, which may actually end up like as well being counterproductive. Is you know, I, I really like what you talk about is your body can handle it. Yes, mm. it's got this, your body can handle it. Or, um, you know, look at your amazing, you know, legs, they're so strong. Or, you know, what you can do with it. You can yeah, what your body done for you, you today. <laughs> yeah, you can hop. You can um but also how does your how do you feel? Like I'm just thinking of sometimes when I pick my kids up from school and 
you know, it's been today's quite hot, so I'm quite aware mm. they're probably going to be a little bit grumpy. And you know, often when it's hot, they haven't eaten enough because appetite's yeah, a bit knocked off. But then they're grouchy. So helping maybe discern like how does your body talk to you? Um, yeah, but I, I think the main thing is going to be really getting in and getting some of that yucky work done on. Um, on your body stuff and your food stuff and for sure um, and I think other phrases though of you know I love you no matter what yes um yes. and being ready with you know particularly if your child perhaps is, well actually not just on numbers pretty much all kids are at some point going to be like I'm fat um uh-huh. regardless of what their body actually is because yeah, that's the yeah, yeah. place we are so actually being ready for what you might say in that situation. Yeah. Oh no, you're not. Or oh, no, you're not. You're beautiful. What? You can yeah. Um. So you're sort of, I guess, being prepared with a few phrases around. I love you no matter what your body says. Yes. Yeah. What is making you feel like that? What do you think that means? Um. Yes. That sort of being really curious if there are comments coming back from our kids, so we can be reaffirming that mm-hmm. stance that we have is no matter what you look like, your value to me doesn't change. Yes. I love you no matter what. Um, and, you yeah, know, often, often we have to be doing that uh, language around, even when you make me crazy, I love you no matter what. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So yes. they don't feel that actually it's on the line, that, you know, that our love for them is on the line based on their behaviour or based on what their body looks like. Yes, because, you know, their behaviour isn't always entirely within their control either. Particularly not when at they're little. little. Yes. Mm. Or even, even or teenagers, potentially. Yeah. That, that's, the, that's where I'm about to head and I, I can feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, no, so I think that's definitely, yeah, sort of having some phrases or grounding phrases of what you might say. Um, yeah, that your body can handle it or yeah. asking some curious questions while yeah. doing the work of getting a bit more steady yeah. yourself. Yeah. Um, there might be times where you actually are ready to call people on it of you keep asking me that. It makes me feel like unless I yeah. lose weight, you don't love me. That's the message I'm getting. Is that the message you're trying to send? Now that's going to take a heap of yeah, like firmness and yes. something in the relationship being very, un- actually being very unconditional. Um, so it may not be for everyone, but there will no, be times where that right. boundary, it might be, hey, I'd really like you to stop doing that. And if you don't, I'm going to stop calling you for a little while. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. Some sort of boundary setting around yep, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think coming back to that conversation between like yourself and your child, especially around the, you know, the I'm fat or am I fat, um, mm. just that pause of where's that coming from? Exactly yeah. like that question you said. Tell me what you think that means or what do you mean by that? Mm. Because, um, yeah, it isn't always um, what we think it is. Not at you all. you hear that little sharp bark in the background from my from No, the I think you're, um, you're always cancelling. AirPods are doing well. Doing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my dog's actually just like farted and so oh, I'm no. like, you can't hear it, but, oh, if you could smell it far out, this is, it's been rough. It's time to, like, open the window. <laughs> To, you know when you uh, change their food it's like yeah <laughs> oh no no so time to wrap up the podcast i think perhaps. i'd take barking over this to be honest even though he's looking beautiful and fast asleep i don't know if you can see it look look at that oh he's and he's got his head on a pillow no <laughs> <laughs> he's so cute oh my goodness he's that a bit hilarious. delightful 
Anyway, um, so yeah, we might wrap it up there. Yes. Um, oh, no, I was going to say, finishing up with dogs, maybe we should track down a copy of Poodle Science and pop it in the oh, show that's notes. That's a good idea. That's a great video. It is um, a great video. Yeah, just looking at the uh, the differences that we're quite happy to accept with dogs and what would it look like if everyone was trying mm-hmm. to be a poodle, every dog. Just, yeah. I mean, poor old Dexter, he'd be a... You know, it would be very unhappy. He'd be not a poodle. He'd be a starved master. He would definitely be a starved <laughs> master. I think that's actually the one they use on it. <laughs> it is, that's right. Whereas my whippets... They'd be fine. Well, they just... They just wouldn't be fluffy enough. So, <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay, well, on yes. that note. On that note, uh, we'll uh, see you next week. Indeed. Bye. <laughs> Bye.